Good morning, church. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So good to be with you on this first Sunday of 2019. Today we launch a brand new sermon series entitled, Who Am I? Who am I? And to prepare for this series, I, I thought I'd Google the phrase, who I am not. And I, I was like thinking, probably there won't be any articles on who I am not. But interestingly, there were a few search results. Not many, but a few. And one of those search results really impressed me. This lady, her name is Carla Morris, and she was searching for who she was, trying to discover, discover and um, identify her identity. And so she started backwards, and she says, let me kind of jot down who I am not. And I thought this list was pretty impressive. Take a look at this. It's, he, she wrote, I am not my posts, reposts, or tweets. I am not the number of likes I got on that baby picture from so long ago. I am not the words I speak, the words I put down on paper, or the keys I strike. I am not the clothes I wear or how I choose to adorn my body. I am not a number on a scale. My worth is not measured out in inches. I am not a hashtag or a one-liner. I am not my fears, my worries, my misfortunes, or my anxieties. I am not my job, the degrees on my wall, my hobbies, my passions, or my namesake. I am not my diagnosis. I am not my thoughts. I am not what people say I am. This includes what I say about myself. I am not what people think of me or how they treat me. I am not a label to be placed on my forehead and worn as a scarlet letter. I am not my friends, my family, my culture, or my race. I am not my financial status, where I live, or the car I drive. I am not my religion, my lack thereof, or my devotion. I am not my emotions. I am not the mistakes I have made, the excuses I've uttered, or the failures I've endured. I am not my stuff, the things I hide behind, hoping will qualify me to fit in somewhere. I am not my jokes, my sarcasm, or my silence. I am not my hopes or my dreams. I am not the places I've been or the photos stored in my iPhone or that hang on my wall. I am not my past. I am not my future. I think this is a good start, and I can identify with many of these statements. But she doesn't end well. Her article doesn't end well, and so I won't share what she says next. (laughs) In 2009, I got hired to join the leadership team that built and ran the Croc Center out here in um, Kapolek on Kualaka'i Parkway. If you uh, go to the very end of the rail, 
that's where the Croc Center is. It's a huge, beautiful facility with a pool, and um, there were, there, there's a gymnasium, a fitness center. There's basketball courts. There's a preschool. There's a game room. There's a sanctuary that fits 500. And I was part of that leadership team that kind of built and ran the Croc Center. And I felt like I was living the dream. I had this wonderful position that they gave me, this wonderful title. I even had a nice corner office with a semi-nice view. And I had a really, really good paycheck. I mean, they paid me very well. And, and, and to uh, top that off, it was only a six-minute drive from home. And, and many days I would bike to work, 15 minutes to bike to work. And they even had showers so I could shower, at, shower before I started work. And so it was a dream job. And I was serving God faithfully for about six years. And then at the end of six years, I felt the Lord say to me, it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to leave. And I was thinking, no way, this is a great dream job. Why would I want to leave this office, this position, this paycheck, these people? A lot of times I get um, people that call for counseling, and one of the main issues in counseling is this. They say, Pastor Thomas, I really want to leave my job, and I want to look for something else. And this is always my counsel. I say this. I say, this is the law of the jungle. This is the principle of the jungle. And the principle and the law of the jungle is this. Do not let go of your current vine until you have another vine to hold on to. Isn't that a good law? Don't let go of this vine until you have another vine to hold on to. But I didn't heed my own advice. I let go of the vine and I had nothing to hold on to. No other vine, nothing, no other job was ready for me. And so for six months, I did nothing. Now you guys would think, Dude, that's a dream job. Do nothing for six months. I'd love to have that job. But uh, to be honest with you, I was actually pretty in pain. It was a hard six months. It was a tough six months. I didn't know what to do with myself. And so I remember um, like... Every day, I'd be like cleaning my yard. I had, I had the most immaculate yard in the, on the block. I did the laundry every day. My wife's like, stop doing the laundry every day. Man. You're, you're like, our water bill is going to increase. Like, stop it. And so I was like so desperate to see people, man. I would just like go out to food land and I buy, and I buy like, Bread and milk, and, uh, and I, we have like tons of bread and milk. And my wife's like, how come we have so much bread and milk? I'm like, I, I guess it's on sale, you know. And, um, and I'd go out and I'd meet people and I'd say, hi, my name is Thomas. What's your name? And they'd be like, and then we'd talk and we'd talk. And I, I'd be, and, and I, I would make, always make this mistake, though. I would always ask, so what do you do? And then invariably, they would return the favor and they would ask me, what do you do? 
And I'm like, I had no answer. And it rattled me to the core that I had no answer. For the first time in my life, I had no answer. I had no one to lead. I had no people to pastor, no sermons to preach, no congregation to laugh at my wonderful humor. I had no weddings to do, no baby dedications, no baptisms, no funerals, no counseling. I had no position, no title, no paycheck. I couldn't answer that question. What do you do? I had no answer. I was lost. And God had me right where he needed me. And for those six months, I began to search for who I am. Search for my true identity. I wanted to discover who the the truest thing about me. And here is the secret that I discovered. Anything that can change in your life is probably not the truest thing about you. Anything that is subject to change, that is susceptible to change, that is vulnerable to change is probably not the truest thing about you. And so I I kind of wrote down a list of things that are subject to change that is probably not the truest thing about you. These things are probably true about you, but they're not the truest thing about you. And so your profession, your career, what you do, they're all susceptible to change. Probably not the truest thing about you. Your paycheck, your position, your title, your popularity or lack of popularity, your appearance subject to change, probably not the truest thing about you, your health, your relationships, those are subject to change, probably not the truest thing about you. Even your identity with sports teams or you, some of you gamers, the games you play, probably not the truest thing about you. You see, you can be sure that in life, changes will take place all around you. That's a guarantee. Whether it be at work, or at home, or at school, or even in your neighborhood, or your community, or your state, or even your country. All this is subject to change. Sometimes change is good. Sometimes change is not so good. Sometimes change is exciting and sometimes change is not so exciting. Sometimes change is painful and sometimes change is not so painful. But you can be sure that change will take place. However, there is one that never changes, one that you can count on to remain the same, and that is Jesus Christ. He never changes. As such, our identity in Christ never changes. Your identity in Christ is the truest thing about you. 
Take a look at what Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says. It says this. It says, Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same, unchanging. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, Jesus Christ does not change. And I think it's so critical that our identity be anchored in Jesus Christ. Otherwise, when change takes place, when the storms of life come, our identity will be shaken and we will identify with our circumstances. Some of you are going through circumstances in life right now and you're beginning to identify with your circumstances. Don't do it. You are not your circumstances. Your circumstances are not your truest you. Instead, your truest you is wrapped up in your identity in Jesus Christ. And your identity in Jesus Christ is found in the Word of God. The place that I like to go to when I need a quick reminder of who I am in Jesus Christ is Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 2. I love Ephesians 1 and 2. So rich in identity in Jesus Christ language. A wealth of identity in Jesus Christ language. I mean, it's all over the Bible, but not so, but, but in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, it's just so concentrated. There's so much about who you are, who I am in Christ Jesus. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1. We've looked at it before, but let me remind you of Ephesians chapter 1. It says this. I love Ephesians chapter 1. It says, it says, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He has made us accepted in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence 
having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to those who believe, to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Can I get a hallelujah? This is who you are in Christ Jesus. This is your truest you. Take a look at what it says about me. This is true of me and this is true of you. It says that in Christ Jesus, I am a saint. A lot of times we say, I'm a sinner. No, we are a saint that occasionally sins. It says, I am faithful in Christ Jesus. It says, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. It says, I am chosen in Christ Jesus. I am holy and without blame in Christ Jesus. It says, I am predestined. I am adopted. I am accepted in the beloved in Christ Jesus. This is who you are in Christ Jesus. This is the truest thing about you. But here's the crazy thing. We allow the world, the culture, to define who we are, and we question what God says about who we are. We got it backwards. We should allow God, who created heaven, earth, and sea, and all that is in it, God who created you, to define who you are. And then you question the culture. You question what the world says about who you are. That's what we should be doing. But sometimes we get it backwards. And we, and we allow the culture and the world to define us. No, allow God, the word of God, to define who you are. 
And so over, for over, I mean, over the next two months, I mean, we're going to go really slow. The, the beginning, these beginning two months, are, I think it's going to be critical for our church. Because I, 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 what we're going to do is we're going to go slow and we're going to lay this strong foundation of who we are in Christ Jesus. Because when we understand who we are in Christ Jesus, it's going to inspire, it's going to shape, it's going to inform and influence the way that we love and live. It's going to shape and inspire and influence our behavior, our actions, and our attitudes. And so we're just going to go slow, and we're going to, I, we're going to lay this firm foundation of who you are in Christ Jesus. You're the truest thing about you. We're going to look at all those things. And so we're going to start with this up on the screen is um, a few statements. In fact, um, there's actually about over, almost 30 statements that are true of you. And that's just the beginning. That's just scratching the surface. And, and this is from the Word of God. It's just reworded to the first-person language. And so this is true of you. This is true of me. This is our truest identity. And so what we're going to do this uh, morning is I'm, I'm going to have you stand. And I'm going to have us read who we are really slowly, out loud, together. But before we do, I want to make sure that your mind is engaged, that your heart is engaged. So take a quick stretch, take a big inhale, slowly exhale. Okay, you ready? Okay, loud and proud. This is who you are in Christ Jesus, all right? Let's do this, okay? Okay, here we Here we go. Let me get ready. Okay, let's start. Go. God is pleased with how he made me. I am God's masterpiece. I am a child of God. I am an heir of God through Christ. I have been adopted as a child of God. I can call Christ brother. And God raised me up with Christ and seated me with him in the heavenly realms in Christ. The Spirit of God dwells in me. Christ calls me friend. I am united with the Lord and one with him in spirit. All right, we got another screen. And so let's take a deep breath again. Stretch. Ah. All right, slowly exhale. All right. Now this one, I want you to stand a little taller because this is like who you are in Christ Jesus. So stand taller and, and let's, uh, let's shout this out loud and proud. Ready? This is who you are in Christ Jesus. Okay, here we go. Ready? Go. I am a member of the body of Christ. I have been redeemed through God's grace. I have been given fullness in Christ. I have received the power through the Holy Spirit. I work together with Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am an ambassador of Christ. 
I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. Okay, and we got one more screen, so stand even taller because this is tiptoe. This is who you are in Christ. All right, one more screen. Ready? Go. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. Christ is the vine. I am a branch. I am the salt and light of the earth. The Lord renews my strength. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am created in Christ Jesus for good works. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ is with me always, even to the end of the earth. I will have eternal glory. Amen. You may be seated. And so I have homework for you. It's not going to be an easy two months. And the homework is this. It only took us maybe, what, three minutes, a minute a slide to say all these, uh, to declare with our mouths, the word of God, to declare these statements out loud. And when you declare statements out loud, you're actually speaking to yourself. You're speaking to your inside. And so I like to say these things out loud sometimes. And so, homework. Over the next two months, I'm going to ask you to take out, to pull up this list, and to read this list out loud every day. It's two, three minutes every day. Even the young ones, journey. Yeah. Every day, read this list. Two or three minutes only. And then I want you to also look up some of these scriptures and start to memorize a few of these favorite um, statements that are true of you and memorize the scripture that's, that, that's attached to that statement. Can do? Okay, so here it is. Um, you can find this list on our website, occhawaii.org, Who Am I? And if you prefer a printed copy, a printed copy is available at the info table for you, all right? Can do? Yep. Okay, I'm going to check on you next week, okay? I'm going to ask. This is God house. You cannot lie to me next week when I ask, okay? <laughs> All right, okay.